Couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S.bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. It's time for your favorite podcast, Narbos and Broomheads. Today we will be talking about episode six of the Kids of Degrassi Street, titled Sophie Minds the Store. I personally can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and I think everybody's pretty excited to talk about it because it is Bonkers. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, to do this episode, I actually had to uh, leave my child uh, responsible for uh, <laughs> running my business. Hold on. Hey! Hey, what's going on up there? Hey, you got you you're gonna take care of that, you little fucker? All right. Anyways, you got your sorry. tax return done yet? Yeah. Arlo? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Anyways, sorry, Arlo. Oh, that's okay. Uh, well, who is this in disembodied voice that I'm hearing uh, out in Toronto who will be joining us tonight? Uh, hi, everybody. Alan here, and yeah, this is a great one. Uh, I'd like to call this one uh, adults. Take responsibility for nothing. It's a great episode and really fits with uh, the themes that we've seen so far on Kids of Degrassi Street. Uh, let's head down to Oakville where I read today, uh, you guys are getting your own Costco? Woo, woo, woo. Oh, that's news to me. Uh -huh. Thank you for that uh, extra, extra read all about it, Alex. Uh -huh. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Tim out here in Oakville soon to have himself a $1.25 Costco dog. All uh, right. $1.50, come on. Oh, sorry. I don't actually don't go to Costco that often, to be honest with you. We don't, we're not really a Costco family too much. But I did just happen to open up Instagram, and I went to go search something. And what popped up but from Degrassi CSI, a picture of uh, one Stacey Mystician staring at a Blue Jay from under the umbrella tree. So yeah. that brought a little smile to my face. So, <laughs> oh, um, nice. Yeah. Well, and well, of course, uh, I'm Arlo. Um, I forgot to introduce myself. I will be the host this evening, and we have a special guest joining us. Um, very excited. Um, we have Heather back with us. Yay! Hey, you guys. I'm here with my thirsty radish glass. It always comes every time <laughs> I talk with you. I ordered a second one. It's lovely. It's my husband. Just loves that I pull it out to drink out of at dinner time. <laughs> I don't have a glass yet, and I really need to get one. I have a tank top. Oh, yes. The, the glass is my favorite because people always ask about it, and it gives me a chance to talk about Degrassi, and then they look at me like I'm crazy. Mm. But it's okay. D 
did... Well, they make so much sense, right? It's a glass, and it says thirsty radish, so... Uh, did Clearly. I did I tell the story about wearing uh, my Narbos and Broomheads hoodie, which was compliments of one Tim, uh, at my work holiday party? Oh, no. no. Uh, so the theme of my work holiday party was funny t-shirts. So I decided to wear my Narbos and Broomheads hoodie at the holiday party. And so when people were like, oh, what is that? And I explained it to them. And then I said, the funny part is that I'm a big enough asshole to promote my podcast at our Christmas party. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Thanks, Tim. Speaking of which, I actually wore mine today to our, uh, we had a PD day at school and uh, I got numerous compliments. Like, what's that? And, uh, you know, I, you know, did you get that from Retro Kid or something like that? I said, nope, did not. So I had to kind of explain to them. I said, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. So, I just wish people I knew understood what the the humor behind it. I, I, I'll try to bring people in and ask them, like, hey, you've ever seen Degrassi? And either they've seen it or they kind of know it, but it doesn't always hit. So I'm still trying to get somebody to grab on. Um, also, I'm uh, actually going They're They're doing a schools out showing in London, Ontario. In, oh, on, yeah, I saw that. You're going to? March 23rd, and we're going, yeah. We're, uh, nice. Yeah, so Lucky. I'm, I'm, I am, uh, I'm curious to see if if anyone, I if if anyone in the crowd for some reason I hear a Derek, I'm gonna smile so much. <laughs> I feel like, yes. feel like I did that. <laughs> you know. So we'll we'll see if, if if people talk about kid shaped dents in cars. Oh, smiles on my face aplenty. Yeah, Courtney again may hop on later. We'll see and. Uh, Barry still has COVID. I mean, he may not because we're this is we're recording this one like a week in advance. But let's just say he still got it. So, uh, poor Barry. And then Ted's in so, Monte Carlo or something. Vacationing. <laughs> yeah, some fucking weird place where I'm like, how, how did that happen? But yeah, you just out of the blues like I'm going somewhere warm. See ya. So, anyways. All right. Well, I suppose we should just jump in. Yep. <laughs> Um, Sophie Minds the Store, this uh, original air date was December 20th, 1982. Uh, it was directed by Linda Schuyler and Kit Hood, of course, the Dream Team, and it was written by Sue Accord, who we saw before as Nurse Trish That's true. in uh, Cookie Goes to Hospital. I like Nurse Trish. Uh, one in, one one interesting thing, but not nurse shitbag. <laughs> no, no, no more tuggies for nurse shitbag, everybody. No more um, I should have mentioned this last week. So this actually, so again, this um, series was not officially released in seasons. It was just released as the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, I think twenty six episodes, and the first four were done once a year, and then they finally started doing you know, multiple episodes uh, in, you know, successive weeks. This is uh, the second of a four-episode stretch, which for some reason was aired throughout the Christmas holidays in 1982. So December 13th, or sorry, December 20th, 27th, like 13th, January 2nd. So uh, this is how you would have spent your Christmas uh, vacation with the kids yeah, well, at Degrassi Street. kids while they were on their break, right? Their yeah. captive audience, yeah. 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 I would love it. So, uh, we open up outside the iconic Degrassi grocery, and Sophie Brendekis is helping her mother Maria into a taxi. Mrs. Brendekis is going away to a wedding for a few days, apparently. Sophie's dad is in a full body cast. <laughs> uh-huh. 
And uh, so the clearly the most logical thing to do is have the child be responsible for the store. What's interesting is we will establish later in this episode that there is an adult who lives like three doors down who can also mine the store. But <laughs> we haven't thought about that. Let's get the child to do it. Mm. Did yes. you notice how the car just peels out like the mom is like... Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest, it's the first time she's probably been on her own since she got married. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure it just caught ice on the road or whatever, but the fact that I had to rewind <laughs> it to hear it peel out one more time to make sure. Mom's like, oh, it's, unfortunate. it's unfortunate that uh, Dad fell down the stairs and uh, <laughs> got in that body cast and I have to go to I this wedding that. by myself. Yeah, I And he still that. has that body cast on. Yeah. Definitely part of it. So Mrs. Brandeckis is fussing over Sophie. She's telling her that she wishes her husband wasn't laid up. She's telling her that she's such a good girl. Um, there's mention of an aunt that's going to be cooking meals for her because I guess she can run the family business but isn't as capable of a cook as Noel. I can't make a hot dog. I was going to say, yeah. Noel, Noel's in this episode. <clears throat> she should have been like, well, get that fucking canard boy over here to uh, <laughs> cook up stuff for the home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, of course, Sophie utters the phrase that is a theme for the episode, a little bit of a trope for Degrassi, trust me. Oh, yes. Yes. So we get the little title card over the Degrassi grocery, and we get a little riff on the theme. <laughs> that's kind of like Jingle Bells reminiscent. Yes. Just well, a jaunty too, little right? theme. Yeah, and there's Santa Claus decoration in the window of the store. I saw that. So... We have an indication that it is Christmas time. So then we get to the school. Um, and again, this is shot at Earl Grey School in Toronto. And we can see more indications that it's Christmas. There's Christmas trees in the hallways, other decorations. This is back before Not to mention making our, the big it. Merry Christmas that's on the bulletin board. Yes. <laughs> this is, and of course, this is 1982. So this is back before making the holiday like more inclusive for non-Christians was a thing in schools. There has been a math contest and the winner gets a spiffy earphone radio. Oh, the fucking future is now mm -hmm. 1982. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, it seems like all the students are in an assembly of some kind to announce the winner. Um, it's announced that Sophie has won. She didn't get a single answer wrong on her math test. Math. It's weird, right? Like the thing I'm, I'm like, okay. So nowadays, I, I believe they still have like standardized testing in the schools. Yeah. <clears throat> so like every couple of grades, you have to do like provincial math exams and all this shit. Yeah, this just right. feels like a pre-Christmas. Hey, kids, let's have a test as a contest for fun. Right. We need to waste or, a day. Yeah. Air quote fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I wasn't sure if it was just like a single test or if it was like, you know, over the course of two months, <laughs> you know, the person that gets the best score in maths or whatever. But anyway, well, and also, Sophie didn't get anything wrong. She wins the, the award, I'm assuming, for the entire school. So like... Do the grade sevens take the same test as the grade threes? Like what? Well, the the board said it was seen a senior math contest. Ah, oh, I think okay. this school yeah. only goes to grade six. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, I think yeah. remember, and then they graduate. They're going to graduate junior high. Yeah, that's true. High. At least yeah. with Degrassi, yeah. 
Yeah. So we hear some sort of canned children cheering. And then uh, kids start coming out of the assembly. Um, some of which seem to be bitching. They just went. <laughs> <laughs> that was what, you mean some of them might not like Sophie? Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Sophie comes out. She's already wearing her prize. She's, She's jamming. Jamming out to that sweet, sweet AM gold. <laughs> 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 yes, I mean, I, I, yeah, like these are so again, the technology is pretty amazing for the time because it is, oh, a, yeah. you know, a big fucking piece of headwear that you put over your ears and listen to the radio. But being that this is 1982, that would be the only thing this thing could do is get you the radio. Like you're, <laughs> you're not putting tapes in. It's not streaming. It's the fucking yeah, AM gold. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it, truthfully, Walkmans were invented in. I believe 1980. She's like, um, do you know? But they may not have been mainstream enough, where or affordable enough at that time that everybody could have one in 1982. And let's say this is also a step up because if you think about Ida's brother had he had headphones on in the previous episode, but there was a cord stuck to yes. it. And if you, notice, you could go anywhere with these. Yeah. So the now future is now. Yeah. yeah, she's like, do you want to listen to Jackson Brown when you're in the park? These headphones will do it. It's amazing. I can back. Oh, you're stepping on garbage. <laughs> so there's also a poster on the wall behind her, which says "Homework causes brain damage." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, um, so, just what might be on the radio in 1982? I did look it up specifically um, because CanCon laws were enacted. Um, I looked up the top five Canadian songs at this time. Um, number five is My Girl Gone 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 by Chilliwack. Yes. Number four, Letting Go Straight Lines. Number three, Your Daddy Don't Know by Toronto. Nice. Number two, Eyes of a Stranger by The Paolas. And number one, New World Man by Rush. Uh-huh. So those are the top Canadian songs of 1982. So because of... of uh, can con you can bet those were on heavy rotation oh. on the radio oh yeah um, only five songs that were played specifically <laughs> the charts in canada um this is from december 25th 1982 so just a few days after this uh number 10 you can't hurry love by phil collins number nine it's raining again by super tramp number eight the girl is mine by michael jackson and paul mccartney before they had their horrible falling out. Falling out. <laughs> when Michael Jackson bought Paul McCartney's music. Like, yeah, my great business decision. They had a conversation. Paul McCartney's like, yeah, the, the key is to secure royalties to the songs, like to, to get ownership. So then Michael Jackson bought the Beatles catalog from Paul, from under Paul McCartney's nose. Amazing. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. Uh, number seven, Nobody by Sylvia. Number six, Rock This Town by Stray Cats. Number Ooh. five, Maneater by Hall and Oates. Yes. Number four, Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. Number three, Truly by Lionel Richie. Oof. Number two, Gloria by Laura Branigan. And number one, Mickey by Tony Basil. Oh, amazing. Oh. I will tell you right now, that was my song as a kid. I actually <laughs> used to dress up to look like her as a kid. Uh, I have oh, yes. to I have to do a shout out by the way to myself. If you love hearing <laughs> countdowns of <laughs> top ten lists, check out the Super Hits podcast where we re review a uh, song from the eighties and nineties every week, which includes reading down the charts from when those uh, songs charted. And as part of that, I've gone to the uh, edition of RPM Magazine where you probably got that top ten, 
And uh, we also like to see what uh, editor Walt Grealis said that week in his <laughs> yeah. in his Walt says column. And uh, in his he's he's like the smarmy fucking editor of the magazine. Who's I mean, a lot of people credit him. Like I I've heard like. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Alan Cross, like shout out to him as like a real big um, inspiration. influencer inspiration for Canadian journalism and music. Um, he's passed away, by the way, uh, Walt Grayless. But anyway, in his column, he says, Heart not super nor special. The recent airing of Heart of Gold by CBC was billed as super special. It turned out not to be super and it wasn't even special. So <laughs> Wow, what a play of words. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so at their lockers, um, Noel isn't particularly interested in Sophie's radio. He seems dejected, maybe, that he didn't win. A little bitter. Um, he is interested in the Rolling Stones, though, as per the pictures in his locker. Ah, yes. And uh, if you're sort of wondering what era of Rolling Stones Noel might have been listening to Disco. at this time, probably, like, Start Me Up was a huge hit at this time. You make a grown man cry, Noel. <laughs> you make dinner for your old man, Noel. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. Uh, but Chuck really wants to see her radio. Um, yeah. Sophie doesn't seem to trust Chuck. She says he might wreck it. Um, Chuck wants to go skating. And uh, Noel wonders why he isn't going to Brampton with his team. And we find out that Chuck was suspended for fighting. <laughs> Chuck's a fucking but... menace, like we learned oh, over the yeah. course of this episode. I feel, I feel, I feel, bad, I feel for bad for Chuck. This poor child. Chuck mm-hmm. is dealing with a lot. And you look at his face, he has a bruise. And there's a reason why he's acting out. because Is it a bruise? I just thought it was like a skin condition. <laughs> I think it's a birthmark. I thought it was a bruise because he got into a fight. I think he I think had that bad. last episode too, though, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's there the whole time. Oh, okay. Well, well but he might have a bruise from taking it, a shot to the it face. It might be just adding to my men- my idea of what his his plight is. And I just want to give him a big old hug and tell him, let's let's help you out, buddy. Well, I mean, the, nowadays you'd get this kid into like psych- like you yeah. to see a psychiatrist, right? Like this this kid is like lonely he has anger issues like and he's trying to make connections with people you know yeah and yeah, yeah all of friends. his all of his friends are abusive to him like well sophie well, right away self-centered kids who just don't think about that deep stuff because kids don't i have a kid who's 11 and he's just he's thinking about himself and his own happiness we, so. we get sophie immediately like who's supposed to be the hero of the show right uh, he's like, oh, those are really cool headphones. Can I check them out? And she's like, you'll break them. So dummy, uh, absolutely not. So she's still gruff. Yeah. They uh, they talk about Sophie's dad's body cast, and uh, <laughs> this is the first sort of inkling that we get that Chuck's dad is in jail. I well, and they're really he... trying to hide the parents in this one, right? The mom disappears to a wedding or something, yes. and then we're like, the dad is in a full body cast because he broke his back in the. Like upstairs, there you will see no parents here. Could you imagine the writers' room where they have to figure out like why the parents can't be there? <laughs> how do we write out the parents in this episode? All right, mom's all fucking on busy drugs sitting there, probably deciding company. how crazy it can be. Yeah, they're like, mom's at a wedding, dad will be in a body cast, and the other dad will be in prison. All right, here we go. <laughs> and yeah, Noel's dad's nowhere to be found because he's running the business out of the car. Then, like, there's no parents in this one at all. <laughs> Yeah, I... His voices. Um, so, back at the store, um, they do indeed have this tiny child running it. 
presumably the kids are now on Christmas vacation, right? Which is why she doesn't have to go to school. Yeah. And when, I'm, when, I'm not sure what they did like today while she was at school. <laughs> <laughs> like when you store closed. Yeah, when you say running the store, and we'll see this as the episode goes on. We're not just talking about standing behind the till and letting people like buy shit and transacting. She's accepting fucking deliveries. She's stocking the shelves. She's cleaning the store. She's basically she's making deliveries. Out, she's okay. running security. She's cashing yeah. out. Like she is doing everything in the store. Yeah. The child. Yeah. I'm sure what they did is they put, sorry, they put a sign up on the window that just says be back in 15 minutes, but it's more than 15 minutes. <laughs> yes. Or they just like grabbed a hobo off the street and they were like, can you mind the store for today while Sophie's at school? It's like, Yep. Story checks out. What dad's just sitting there with a full body cast, unable to ring people up. Yeah, he's just staring at them, and just telling them what to do. Yeah, the dad's upstairs. He's like, "Hey, bum, don't steal anything. And cl- <laughs> sweep the floors good this time." <laughs> Did yeah. we get the milk delivery yet? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. So uh, Sophie needs to shovel the walk before opening. So she goes out and sh- basically shovels the air for a few. Shovels nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, her neighbor, kooky Mrs. McKenzie, uh, offers her help if she needs it, but no. Sophie, she kind of looks like she's the champion. neighborhood drunk. I like Mrs. McKenzie, but she needs to put pants on. <laughs> <laughs> also, before, uh, before Sophie uh, does the shoveling, the reason she does it is because, again, her dad in the body cast upstairs is like, Sophie, Sophie, <laughs> you need to Bye-bye. shovel. Get out there and shovel. Maybe that's how Dad got in the full body cast. Maybe he slipped on the ice and broke his back. Mm. Ah, could be it. Slipped on the ice, yeah. right? Yeah. But yes, math champion of nineteen eighty two, Sophie does not need any help. No, of course. So Chuck is out collecting bottles in his adorable little cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he drops by Noel's dad's garage, where Noel is doing child labor. <laughs> yes, unloading <laughs> dad's truck again. Dad's, he's running his dad's business. Yeah, he's gonna go to the lumber yard with dad. So he asks Noel if he wants to go skating. Like Chuck really wants to go sk- skating. This poor yes, he, really, he loves hockey. Yeah, none of his friends can um, go. He can't skate with his team because he got suspended again, and no one will go skating with him. So he's all by himself. <laughs> Picking up fucking cans and bottles. Garbage. You know what? Street. I must even say, I love the fact when they showed him picking up that one bottle, the way he leaned over the fence. Yeah. Like, it was just that, that just that's... took me back to how we would we would have picked it up, too. I'm not going well, they around. they would never let a kid. They'd be at a stunt double nowadays. They would never let a kid do no. that now. Dangle. Yeah. And bringing Noel to the lumber yard, you know he's not just sitting in the truck. Like no, they're like labor. yeah, they're like oh, and we need to we need to we like need to. I cut- went to my kids today and said, "Hey, come with me to the lumber yard." <laughs> they would look at me like, "What are you talking about?" There'd be a big long sigh, like Napoleon Dynamite, like. <sighs> <laughs> and you know, like he's using the big fucking like the machine to cut like pieces of wood. They're just having Noel do it. No goggles. No, no nothing. Not. No, no hearing protection. No. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, so we learn that Noel is making a shoe rack for his dad for Christmas. That's great. And uh, they talk a little yeah. bit about Chuck's dad being in jail. It's actually, I kind of like this little conversation. Because, like, there are kids whose parents are, like, not on the up and up and might be in jail or not. And it kind of, like, this conversation kind of normalizes it a little bit for the mm-hmm. kids who maybe are yeah. worried that their parent is going to jail or their parent is in jail. And I really appreciate that. 
Well, they don't really judge Chuck. I mean, I guess Sophie does a little bit later throughout the episode, but in general, they don't judge Chuck because his dad's in prison either. Yeah, they don't segregate him from, like, the friend pack or anything, and they understand he's going through possibly some things. I just appreciate that it's not like jail is this great big boogeyman that is mysterious, right? It's like they talk about how maybe he'll get a day pass for Christmas, and if he doesn't, they'll go to the to the prison and they'll visit him and he gets to see his dad on Sundays or whatever. And it just kind of like takes some of that mystery out of it. I don't even did think you guys surprised when you heard that he was in jail. Like, did it kind of catch, like, cause I already knew that and I'd seen it, but did it catch you by surprise when the way they talk, you're like, what they're talking, his dad's in jail. I mean, I read the I, plot of the show beforehand. So I no. <laughs> didn't read the plot. I, um, but I, the, when they talked about him getting into a fight, I mean, because it's Degrassi, I was like, so what's what's going to be coming? So I knew that there probably was something going on at home, possibly, that was going to cause maybe, you know, some things, act, some acting out. Right. And this, I'm curious about this, because like, we've used the term prison, but the way that they describe where his dad's at, it's it sounds like he's not maybe even in a jail, like he's in some sort of you know, confinement that he's got to serve, but they talk about he's got a room that isn't too bad. Like, they don't call it a cell. They refer to his room. It's small, but right. it's okay. So clearly Chuck has seen the room. They can visit him. He can get out on a day pass. So, you know, it's, it's probably, what is it, halfway it house? A violent crime. He's in a halfway house. Yeah. yeah. And so, and they don't say what he did. I want to know what he did. Me too. Uh, yeah, I won't. I I don't know how clear they make it, but they do. They do hint at it, so I won't say anything. But they do hint at it. Okay. Yeah, I think in, in future episodes, yeah. there's it, it will we'll we revisit him. his his dad a little bit. Yeah, I think. Right. You oh, do okay. meet him a couple times. Dang, I gotta keep on watching. Yeah. See, kids, you gotta watch more. <laughs> um, and then uh, we basically get several events, which I think are to demonstrate that Sophie could have either been robbed or miscounted money. At any time. Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of sort of red herrings for the audience, right? Yep. Um, so the first is a little girl who gives her too much money. And Sophie scolds her that she should be more careful. Scolds right. her. Bitch, yeah. too much money. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, and then uh, she lets the little girl take a candy for free. A two cent candy. That's yes. right. Not even a penny candy. That was an expensive jelly bean. I was going to say, like, two cents for a jelly bean? fucking store like a, crazy better be a giant one yeah uh so chuck shows up with his bottles to get money for them and sophie superiorly tallies them up for him um and having just seen the little girl get free candy chuck takes one without having first been invited to so this is our cue that chuck is potentially untrustworthy uh-huh little right? fucking thief Yes. So Sophie reminds him that they cost two cents each, and he pays her. And she gives him the money for the bottles. They discuss how much her radio probably costs. Mm -hmm. And Sophie thinks it would be around $20. Now, I was curious how much something like this would <laughs> actually would. cost in 1982. <laughs> and I found a really cool resource, which is a site called RadioShackCatalogs.com. <laughs> catalogs from like every year and i went to 1982 catalog and was able to find this exact i think the picture was the same as the one that was hanging on the bulletin board <laughs> like it was identical so it is 1995 
for AM only. Oh. Oh. That's probably what you got. Twenty nine ninety five for AM FM. Oh damn! Ten more bucks for the FM radio. Ten dollar for the premium. Well, in 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 this in in current money, that's fifty six twenty nine for AM only, or eighty four fifty for uh, AM FM. Mm, not not that bad for the time, I would think. Yeah. Um. Also, when Chuck comes in with the bottle, Sophie's dad's like, Sophie. Yes, it's a fucking bottle. Major Mr. Del Rossi yeah. vibe. Yeah, shut the Maybe fuck up down noise. there. The clanging of the bottles. The, ba- the bagging and the clinking. <laughs> and the, the yelling. And... Um, also, they are speculating with he, Chuck gets his $3.20, and Chuck's talking about how he's trying to raise money and he wants to get to 20 bucks. And so he's discouraged, and I was like, "You're one sixth of the way there, dude." Like that's what I thought. For like, one, his like, hustle was good. Yeah, yeah. Like, a couple, like an hour's worth of work or whatever. Like you're telling dude. me that that fucking neighborhood isn't filled with bottles and garbage that he can pick yeah, up. Exactly. We already know the park's probably loaded. Yeah, with them. Like, you make a thousand dollars out of that park. <laughs> he was better than me. Like every time I heard the ice cream man roll through my neighborhood, I was digging through my couch looking for money. No lie. Yeah, and I would never find anything good. Like, this kid has money. Yeah. So Chuck wants to buy something like her radio for his dad's Christmas present for prison times. Chuck leaves to go find more bottles because he doesn't have enough money yet, of course. Um, And then Customer with Dogs comes in. (laughs) This person is played by uh, Bruce Mackey. We talked about him previously, a good friend of Linda Shiler's. Um, I've also read that his dog, Rain, um makes appearances throughout this series so i'm not sure if one of these dogs is rain or not um but bruce Mackey um was a big animal lover um and there's actually a a park named after him in the area after he passed away which i believe is a is a dog park now so. dogs poo in the park in memory of it's, it's <laughs> said on one of the wiki degrassi things that the show's first episode was shot at Mackey's home yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of cool. I, did, I don't know if you had said that before, but that's kind of neat. I didn't notice that. He will appear again um, in this series as a teacher named Mr. Mackey. Um, okay. So okay. within the Degrassi universe, customer <laughs> with dogs may or may not be Mr. Mackey. Okay. Or he could be a different person. No, um, they actually reference him as Mr. Mackey at one point. She says, see you oh, later, okay. Mr. Mackey. She oh, does, okay. yeah. It is Mr. Mackey. All right. He is credited as customer with dogs. So. Oh. All right, so it's Mr. Mackey who later we will learn is a teacher. And he tells um, the kids that drugs are bad, okay? Drugs are bad, <laughs> did, okay? Did anybody ever have the colored toilet paper? I've seen uh, it. We never it. had it in our house, I, but I've seen I it. I remember it. Yeah. I, I don't it, think but... my mom ever bought it, but I can't. I think our neighbor, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Mello, they lived down the street. They were the ones that used to let us clip their lawn and like mow it all the time and stuff. Um, they had pink and blue and green toilet paper, and I thought it was everything. Like, Ugh. I felt that they were the peak of coolness because they had colored toilet paper. But Wasn't there a time where it was also... It's not good for our bodies. No, it's not good for you. Wasn't there a time where it was also scented? Yes. yes. Also <laughs> bad for my you. My grandmother had this thing that where the toilet paper roll would sit, had scented beads inside of it, and I loved going to my grandparents' house because the it, I mean I love my grandparents but also I used to always steal one piece of the toilet paper because it smelled like scented beads and weird apparently and I'd always mm. put it in my pocket and smell the smell of the toilet paper all right 
awkward. Sometimes when I get nervous, I stick my fingers under my armpit and I sound um, like this. Actually, that is very much me. So um, that makes a lot of sense. That extreme is back. So I'm a little high strung, but very happy and lovable. I'm a so, person. yeah, anyway, Mackie comes in with two dogs and he is like, the worst. <laughs> the dogs are barking. He's like, oh, I'm going to get it. Then he knocks things over. And he's like, oh, look what I did. Like, She's already angry at him. Bad acting. Like, there's a big it's fucking awful. pile of toilet paper, like, you know, stacked up nicely. And he's like, I really want the one at the bottom. So, yeah. like. And he's like, no, stop. Well, like the, you know, like, I love stores that allow pets. But, like, if your dogs aren't behaving dogs, you, like, don't bring them into a business. Like, Let alone two of them. Like if they're if they're quiet and well behaved, it's fine. These ones are like jumping and barking, and it's chaos. So uh, Chuck arrives immediately after this brouhaha with some more bottles. He brings ten um, bottles and he gets two dollars, and I'm like, that's twenty cents a bottle. You can't get fucking twenty cents a bottle today. <clears throat> Amazing. Well, and Sophie gives Chuck just excellent customer service. She says, "What do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then she calls him a dummy. Um, oh, does she ever? She's mean. Uh, She's, yeah. But but again, the whole thing sort of puts in our mind that a mistake could have happened within or a theft during all of this chaos, right, that has just happened. Um, so Chuck offers to help Sophie clean up. Um, and of course, she doesn't think she needs help because she's Miss Math Champion 1982. But uh, Chuck insists. He comes across really genuine here. He's like, I just want to help you. Yeah. I got nothing else to do. I think he's a little lonely looking for just somebody to kind of connect with. Yeah, he's not holidays. He's like he needs money and he's not even like, you know, I'll help you if you pay me. He just genuinely wants to help. He's like a bore. Yeah. So yeah, he ends up hanging around the store helping to stock shelves and like just puts up with Sophie's abuse just to have some company. (laughs) Terrible. But I mean, I, I remember a time when it was fun to like play store. They're not playing like store; they're you know? running the store. I know, I, know but I can see why it would be int- yeah. like. I, obviously, like Sophie knows that it's her responsibility to mind the store. For Chuck, though, like I can see why it's appealing to, to help with something walk- like that. I literally walked downstairs yesterday morning, and my living room was set up like a grocery store. I'm not <laughs> lying. So yeah, yes, kids just wanted. To- they do they do they don't know what's going to happen when they grow up (laughs) (laughs) that they have to work (laughs) um so he's asking sophie to go skating with him um but she doesn't know how to skate which she rudely tells him by calling him a dummy again and he'd be like bitch you're the one that can't skate like yeah it was a fucking dummy sophie you can't even skate that's funny because i can't skate either so (laughs) it's fine she seems sad about it too that she can't skate She's like, why can't skate? Um, He offers to lend her his sister's skates and to teach her. And then they get a delivery. And again, Sophie is distracted by signing for it. So ample time for a theft to happen. Mm -hmm. The order is Christmas decorations. And Chuck suggests that they put them up. But Sophie thinks maybe they're supposed to be selling them. And instead of, like, asking her dad... Yelling upstairs. They just put up the decorations and this is why you don't leave a tiny child in charge of your store Mm -hmm. so they're interrupted when Soph gets a phone call from an angry customer she forgot to deliver her groceries this morning and chuck graciously offers to deliver them 
because he's a nice little boy. This sweet and boy. there, but there's some kind of complicated billing shit that has to happen. So that idea is out. Well, it's and also then, he's just too stupid to be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> According to uh, her, yes. Yeah. You're not a math champion. Uh, so Chuck then offers to mind the store for her, and Sophie is reluctant, but Chuck is insistent. And of course, trust me. Red herring. Yeah. So Sophie leaves Chuck to watch the store, which <laughs> is so cute, a dusty. great idea. <laughs> I just loved watching him sitting there feeling so important, just dusting. And they play but this like, the- like really sinister music when he starts manning the <laughs> yes. store too. Yeah. Like, Dun dun dun! It's great. Tell everybody that <laughs> well, this yeah. kid's a little fucking criminal. Then, uh, while Sophie's music. gone, Linda Shiler arrives. Yeah, she uh, yep. Very early '80s hat um, <laughs> and glasses. Li- o- like ominous music playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Chuck gives her change, and again, we the audience are suspicious that a mistake could be made. She specifically asked to change a large bill. Her hands are full, so she doesn't look at her change. It's a $20 um, bill. Yeah, and notice all the bills she gets back. Um, this is pre-Looney, mm-hmm. pre What a world. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we are further, right after this, shown how untrustworthy Chuck is. Because he takes another two-cent candy without paying for it. And he uses Sophie's new headphone radio without Ask. Yeah, and lie. he earned that one two cent jelly bean. He took. <laughs> no shit, and he's fucking reading the paper. It's so great. <laughs> this is great work. Is cool. Uh, so when Sophie gets back, she's incensed that he's using her radio. Yeah, she's like um, overly angry about that. Not just she... that he's using it. She's like, you probably wrecked it. Like yeah, she's all. She keeps <laughs> going like so you're mean. gonna break this, and it's like you, the shit in those days was way less fragile than shit today. Like. <laughs> You probably run that thing over with the car, drop it out of the plane. It'll still work. It's fine. Take a slap shot it's with made it. well. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't seem to be broken. But Chuck decides to take off rather than suffer more of Sophie's abuse. <laughs> she didn't say thank you. Nope. Yeah. And he, he left his bottle cart behind Aww. in his haste to escape. So that night, the store is closing. Uh, apparently, Sophie's aunt has been there to cook the meals, maybe. And uh, the aunt is leaving. Sophie's closing up the store, doing the cash out. She is interrupted by Noel banging on the door, wanting to come in. We just needed a guest star from Noel in this one. Yeah. Like, how do we write Noel into this? Also, well, she... fired up. when she's doing the accounting, like she's the one that's counting the money here. This is cash and paper receipts that have spit out of the machine. There are no calculators. There's no electronics that help in this time it is your brain and documentation paper documentation and that's a how piece the of paper and a pencil that's how the child well, is figuring this no out even calls it out he even says you do the all this in your head you don't use a calculator yeah i don't need a calculator let's not forget She's she could have taken it upstairs to the adult to do it for her yes <laughs> but but dad can't use a pencil and the aunt is stirring up sure. yeah i guess he'd have to put it in his mouth so, yeah, she's interrupted by Noel banging on the door wanting to come in. She tells him to go away, but he's like, stop being a bitch. So she <laughs> yeah, lets well him in to buy milk. Just need some fucking milk. <laughs> Which he pays for with, like, cha- like change. It probably costs, like, 75 cents for that fucking oh, milk. Fucking 80s. Yeah. Um, it's got and, tons of chemicals uh, in it, though, like <laughs> medicine and shit. So we get a little lesson on what a cash out entails. She tells Noel about it. 
and uh, she discovers that she is $20 short. And on his way out, Noel cheekily suggests that maybe she added it up wrong. Um, <laughs> but then she sees Chuck's cart out of the corner of her eye. That Chuck. That untrustworthy thief Chuck. She's like Son a grumpy old lady in a little girl's body. Yeah, very. <laughs> so the next day, Chuck comes by with his sister skates as promised. I recognize that this is probably pretty accurate as to how a kid would carry their skates in 1982. But it looks hella dangerous. Like when he like came in the door, there was like blades in his eyes. Like I, there's no blade guards on either of the skates. 1980s. It's all good. And I would still might carry them. Yeah. I didn't grow up with ice skates as part of my world. I grew up with roller skates, Mm. but not. Uh, So clearly, Miss Math Champion 1982 would not have made a mistake. So she confronts Chuck about the $20 and accuses him of stealing it. (laughs) Great. She uses Chuck's dad being in jail as proof that he is a thief. And uh, he says his dad isn't in jail for stealing, which, again, begs the question, what is he (laughs) in jail for then? I I just, I know we find out. I don't know. I haven't watched ahead. Tim, I know you know. I I can't think what it, I mean, at this point in the series, I can't think what it could be. I feel like I'm like DUI. Does it get that dark later? Like, is it domestic violence? Like, living in a van down by the river? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they actually ever actually tell us, but they do hint at why he's in jail. I don't know if they ever actually say. Like, I'm just like, if it's not for theft, if it's not for theft, like violence, like, what. Is Be- he fighting? And that's why Chuck has anger issues? Like, yes, we'll have what to find out. Yeah. I know! Being Degrassi, you know it's not white-collar crime? Like, they're not subtle? No, look at the way... Yeah. You'll see the way this family lives later, and it is not white-collar crime. All right. Aww. Poor little Chuck. So Sophie starts to shove Chuck. Yeah, she starts it. She starts it! She Looking puts right. his, her hands on him first... And then Chuck gets angry and in a fit of hockey rage pushes <laughs> Sophie into a display of Wonder Bread. She takes a hell of a bump. It's great. Hey, it's a yeah. nice soft landing. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yep, soft landing. And yeah. So Chuck storms off. Um, I really liked her sweatshirt in this scene as well. It just says jogging. <laughs> <laughs> jogging. <clears throat> They have. And I like how Dad shouts to tell people not to slam their door. Yeah, <laughs> they they fucking. There's money lost. There's clearly a fight downstairs. Someone's fallen and made a mess. And Dad's like, "Hey, fucking loud! Stop Try, it with the clink! Trying, the uh, trying to watch the beachcombers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> trying to watch the beachcombers. <laughs> there's more trouble again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back That's in the funny story. Beachcombers. I had never really seen the beachcombers, but over Christmas break. It was on TV, so I watched a couple episodes of it. It is not what I thought the show was about. <laughs> what did it you think like, it was about? It's yeah, I didn't know. It was I just about beachcombing. No, well, no, I just didn't know it was about like there was always like crime happening there, and they were solving. Like I just, I kind of just thought it was about everyday life in this sort of small area in, in British Columbia. Not that it was like, oh, someone's trying to steal this boat, or someone's trying like. There's yeah. murder happening, possibly. It was actually much better than I thought. They're like, it's like Little Littlest Hobo, but with beach It homers. is. It's like Little Littlest Hobo <laughs> yeah. in Vancouver. Well, there you go. Now you know what happens once you cover this. You're going to cover Beachcombers. Oh, we might. <laughs> because the American does not know this one. I was like, is it Baywatch Part 2? 
Uh, it's kind of a Canadian Baywatch, yes, without the attraction. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. With a lot less attractive people. Yeah. Uh, so back in Noel's garage, Noel's working on the shoe rack, and uh, he's pretty fucking adept. He's like using a plane. He's working. Well, he's been way. running a yeah handyman business for him. This kid is like a years. savant. Um. So they they talk about what happened. Uh, Noel is like the complete voice of reason. Um, he doesn't take sides. He points out that they're both at fault for what happened. It was wrong for Sophie to assume he stole money, but Chuck pushed her. And like it, it, he points out that Chuck knows he didn't do it. And since it doesn't make any sense that Sophie would have taken money from her own store, um, yeah. one of them must have made some kind of mistake. Yeah. And also we get a hint here because... Uh, Chuck's like, this wasn't my fault, but Chuck sa- or Noel says, you always say that. And again, always. we know that Chuck yep. gets into fights in hockey and he's been suspended. He has so, a history. Yeah, so truly, like, you know, Chuck will cut a fucker. Like, he's not to be screwed with. I mean, well, that's Sophie what Wheels says too in Degrassi, remember? He always near the end says, not my fault. Mm-hmm. Well, I like my how- fault Lucy wanted chips. <laughs> I like how Noel, like, says, like, his dad didn't push Sophie. Chuck did. For its time, it was kind of a little bit ahead of its time because it's showing two males talk about deeper things rather than bro, bro. You know, like that's, that's very dad. true. Yeah, it's it's something much deeper. And I literally just watched something that popped up on my phone, like on something, one of the you know Instas or Facebooky things, and it was just talking about how like eighty percent of t- at least teenage males don't talk about. Um, deeper things because for fear of being feeling vulnerable or looking vulnerable to other males. And this right here in 1982, even though it was veiled in a little bit of like 1982, it still showed that there were two males being able to talk about something deeper than, you know, toys and games and hanging out. He Yeah, about feelings and that kind of Chuck, thing. Yeah. Chuck has Chuck has somebody um I don't think Chuck even realized it, but he has a a touchstone in Noel because Noel is kind of an old soul that that can kind of help him dissect what's going on. I think I thought that was kind of cool. Even if that's not reality, it was nice to know that maybe a kid watching could realize that they could could talk to a friend. Yeah. 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 yeah I, like I that. thought that was really a, a, a nice conversation. It was, it, it, it was done in 1982 version, but I think it was good. <laughs> well, and he, he does suggest that Chuck just simply talk to Sophie, talk mm-hmm. to her. Right. So very mature from, from Noel here. Sophie is leaving Degrassi Grocery to go to the bank. Sophie and... is leaving the store with a pile of money. She's a child, so oh, she's God, carrying she's carrying this all this thing. fucking cash to go to the bank to, to cash in it in. And all her dad cares about is, hey, don't take too long. Move your ass. <laughs> yeah. Which, great. by the way, we also know there's been Bigfoot sightings on Degrassi <laughs> and there is a thief on Degrassi Yeah, Street. yeah. So this there's is also a, ch- a child crime boom. Yes, it's true. Um, so uh, Sophie's leaving to go to the bank. Uh, Chuck approaches Sophie, tries to talk to her about the possibility that either one of them could have made a mistake. Uh, but Sophie's having none of it. Uh, she just aggressively demands he give her the money, and she says she wouldn't. She would never make a mistake like that. So Sophie <laughs> takes her cash deposit to the bank, and uh, this was shot at the Royal Bank Community Branch. 
And it's really dark. If you're interested. Really dark scene. Uh, The teller points out that there was a mistake on the cash out sheet. Seven times 20 is 140, not 120. So she has $20 more than she thought. Why didn't she just hand the bag to the teller? I am not a very, like, anal retentive person, but when she just started grabbing the money, just clanking dollar bills and, like, coins everywhere, why didn't she, like, I've, I've taken deposits to, to banks. You bring the bag, you hand it to the teller, they pull it out. Um, no, she's just like, here, you go, count it. I mean, this is 1982, and she is, like, nine years old. Yeah, she's a child. <laughs> the, the answer exactly. is she is a child. <laughs> like, give me the bag. Yeah. <laughs> And you have to remember 1982 as well. Like ATMs were still really new. Mm-hmm. When oh, you went my to the parents bank, would have never you, used one back then. Yeah, you no stood chance. online at the teller. You stood in you... line at the bank all the time, having to go with my dad or my mom. Go to the bank was one of our errands, and we had to stand in that fucking line. So my brother and I would take those pens that were attached and just draw on the deposit slips. <laughs> Oh, you know what I would do? I would go to the coffee station at the bank and steal the sugar cubes. Ooh. <laughs> and I would get high on sugar cubes. <laughs> I wouldn't I... have been allowed to get out of the line. I would have been in trouble. Both of oh, you. They were, I mean, they were still new technology at that time, right? And I, like, I remember when I was very small, my mom would sort of stand me up on the little the little mini counters that they sort of had around these ATMs. Yeah. And the buttons were all like color-coded at that time. Like there was like the green, green okay red. button and the red button or for cancel or whatever. And so she would let me push the buttons and she'd be Ooh. like, okay, now press the green button. Okay. Now press the yellow button. Now press the blue button or whatever. And I remember that very clearly. It was like you, you were minding go- your own store. Did you ever go to the banks where you could put the money in the canister and it would go in the vacuum tube? No. To make a deposit? <laughs> well, I remember we went to a bank for a, a field trip and we got to see all that stuff. This was like a before you had like the drive up ATMs, you could pull up to a drive up spot and this little thing would like slide up the little tube and you could, my mom would unscrew it and put her deposit in it and then shove it back in the in the <laughs> tube. You and Americans. It, it would disappear and then you would come back and then like it would come back to her with her deposit done and it was it was pretty amazing. Now it's all touch screens. Yeah. I want the tubes back. Uh, so Sophie is just aghast that she made a mistake. So Sophie runs back to the store. She pulls Miss McKenzie off the street. <laughs> yes. Kooky Mrs. McKenzie is like, what? Okay. I can watch the store. Sure. <laughs> Half in the bag from drinking her morning Baileys. Yeah, yeah. She has an interesting gait as she's walking into the, the store. Like, I love her because, like, she I feel like. She has pants on, though, at least. I mean, I, I love it, right? Like, I yeah. just because somebody's a little kooky doesn't mean that they're a bad person or a bad nope. neighbor or, like, any of those things. But just everything about her, I just fucking love. Um, yeah, I agree. But, yeah, sure. Let's, uh, let's, let's take this lady off the street and just put her behind the cell. this is so this let's is... point let's point out now there has been two other people she is allowed to run this store yes <laughs> a kid and a kooky mrs mckenzie yeah <laughs> um so she finds chuck by himself sadly 
sadly playing by himself oh, at the ice rink. But he's fucking ripping slap shots like he's Al McInnes. Like I was like, I wrote down Al, and he's ripping clappers. Yeah, holy shit! He's like, frustrated. He's got to get it out. Hundred miles per hour per shot, and like, it's one hundred percent him playing, which I love. Right? Yeah, you yeah. can see that now. No, that is that kid's skill. Uh, so she uh, she explains to Chuck that she found the twenty dollars. She made a mistake, and she apologizes. Um, and she gives Chuck her radio to give to his dad. And uh, Chuck still has his sister skates with him, and Sophie agrees to go skating with him right now, leaving Mrs. McKenzie indefinitely in charge of the store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is more than 15 minutes. I, I like yeah. to think that Chuck is an actual evil genius, and he <laughs> and he, he fucked up the accounting at the store so that all this would lead to him getting the headphones. <laughs> She's like, I oh. can just imagine she goes back to the store and, and that lady's there and, and Sophie walks in and like milk cartons are spilled, and like, and like you see the lady going, I don't know what happened. What's happening in the store? Yeah. Mr. Mackey was here again. It's <laughs> great. Uh, so uh, even though Sophie just learned a lesson about asking for help and everything like that, uh, she immediately refuses Chuck's help. <laughs> yes, yes. In helping yeah. her skate and proceeds to fall down. Now, I actually really like that. It feels kind of more realistic. Like, just because you learned a lesson doesn't mean that, like, inherent parts of your personality are just yeah, magically you, you healed forever, healed, right? Yes. Like, I, you know, I, I appreciate that. And uh, as the credits are playing over top, uh, Sophie reminds Chuck that he hasn't actually apologized for shoving her, which she shoved him first, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I w- yeah. But he does apologize, and, uh, you know, he's helping her skate, and she's like, oh, this is hopeless, and he's like, trust me, and it all comes full circle, and then Sophie went back to her home planet, and we never see her again. <laughs> I don't think we see her again. <laughs> we hardly knew ye. We yeah. hardly knew ye. Yeah, one episode. Um, Apparently, she is not back. We will see Mrs. Brendakis again because she runs the store, um, but it will be a different actress. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, um, the actress who plays Sophie, Stacey Halberstad, uh, she passed away in 2006 from lung disease. So, sorry to end it on a sad note, Um, but overall, I mean, this episode. Golden. Amazing. Yes, that was great. Yeah. It was a good one. Oh, it was a good one. Speaking of somebody who passed away, favorite show of my childhood, today's special. Yes. Hell yeah. I just it is. found out that Jody passed away a month ago. She did. Oh. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys knew this, but that makes me sad. My friend had posted something about today's special, and then I went to a wormhole of memories because that was <laughs> like the heart of one of my favorite shows as a kid. Just just so so many things I could tell you about that show. Oh yeah. I've talked about my enjoyment of today's special on this show and I and when she died, Retro Ontario on YouTube just played for twenty four hours straight different episodes of today's special oh, on their YouTube channel. I would have done that my favorite one was the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Like I remember it so good. If you guys ever do a callback to that, holler at me. But I didn't know that, and that made me sad. So, um, yeah, Noreen Virgin was her name. Rest in power, uh, Miss Jody. 
So anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is one of the stronger episodes that we've seen. I really enjoyed it. It was bonkers, the kind of responsibility that they put on small children. <laughs> the Wild West of the early 80s. So um, I'm going to get I'm going to try and get in the habit of asking my kids to watch the episode with me or at least sit and say like what did you like about it? So my Owen was kind of watching with me last night passively when I was watching this. So at the end I said, "Owen, what did you think of this episode?" And he goes, "I don't know." I said, "Okay. Well, who was your favorite character?" And he said, "The guy upstairs." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, said, I said Sophie's dad he goes uh, yeah, he didn't even know it was her dad he goes yeah and I said well why, why did you like him he goes the way she said Sophie and he goes Sophie yeah, that, <laughs> that was his favorite part <laughs> so we'll see if they can bring some levity but I was gonna say I Noel, Noel buys a suit is my favorite episode so far it's still number one but I think this one has supplanted as number two as my yeah, favorite this, so this one was pretty good I I still like I I still like um, the hospital one as number two. <laughs> wow. I like the nurse, and it's only it's only because of the nurse. I think it's because there was something about her that I was like, "You're cool peeps in my book. I like you." I just like I, that we this... have like we have uh, an arc here, like a mystery. What did fucking mm -hmm. uh, Chuck's dad do? go to jail for? I want to know. And in pure Degrassi fashion, it's someone in jail. It's something bad. Yeah. So I'm Chuck, very curious. Chuck is really like pulling on my heartstrings here. He's endearing. Like his friends are so fucking mean to him all the time. Like that last episode, they made him be the freaking lookout. <laughs> he wasn't allowed in the clubhouse. He had to just stand outside. And they're like, you he have to be the lookout. Chuck. He was the fourth member. But isn't that how it sometimes goes? Is you pick the kid that maybe is not going through the best times is maybe the one that might be kind of the, the one that people poke at a bit more. Of well, course. And, you know, they they smell weakness. I don't know. Right. Like, exactly. it's <laughs> this poor kid, and he's lonely. He just wants someone to skate with. He's getting suspended from his freaking hockey team. His dad's in jail. Like, this poor child. I mean, I've been on both sides of this, where you were like, you know, there was like the least cool kid in the group. So it's like, yeah, you can hang out, but you're kind of the fucking, like, doormat of the of the group. And I've, and I've had people be the doormat in my group, and I've been the doormat. Uh, so Chuck is the. And doormat. it's one of those things. If you don't know who the doormat is, you're the doormat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Aww. Yeah. So that's well, that's Chuck, Chuck right now. Everybody loves everybody. Little skin condition. <laughs> I will also say that I really appreciate the that the kids again, like and and all of early Degrassi. I appreciate that the kids aren't models. You know, yeah, they didn't 100%. cover up anything. Like I said, I thought that was a bruise, but if it was a a you know a birth birthmark or something, or something yeah. then embracing what you got is good well and apparently in linda shiler's uh book she said that you know they when they were casting for noel they brought in like a little this l extremely attractive little blonde model boy and she like dug in her heels and she was like no like we're we're casting whatever his name is peter Billingsley Pilkington, or whatever. Yeah, Pilkington the third. The third, and she was like, yeah. "He's perfect for Noel." Yeah. Like, and we're, he not, is. we're not going in this direction. Like, no. And yeah. she, I mean, thankfully, dug in her He's heels in every on kid it. Yeah. Yes. Very that. I love every kids with old souls. <laughs> it's a gourmet cook. So what we <laughs> we have for next uh, at a savant in the woodworking. This is, 
This is interesting. Casey draws the line as the next episode, and I think there's going to mm-hmm. be like a brutal killing of a rabbit in it. Is my, <laughs> no. Just from what I'm, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm reading the the plot here, and then some of the comments on the Wiki, and I'm like, like, here's what one of the people said. Spoiler alert. When I heard the dogs barking and saw the rabbit running between the bushes, I knew what was about to happen. So, oh no! Thank so we'll, you for the warning. Yeah. So we'll see. Now, do we see? Is it Chuck's dad who kills the rabbit? We'll see. <laughs> yes, he he's in jail for animal cruelty. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. We'll see what happens, everybody. But uh, that's what we got right. next time. All right. Well, uh, this has been Narbos and Broomheads. Uh, you can find me on. Uh, Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. Uh, Alan? Uh, you can find the podcast at Narbos and Broomheads podcast on Instagram. Narbos and Broomheads at gmail.com if you want to write us and tell us why your dad is in jail. Or let's not be <laughs> sexist, your mom. Uh, sure. You know, yeah, like your your non-binary parent. Why are they in jail? Please uh, let us know. Narbos and Broomheads also has a uh, Facebook group. And again, uh, we have cleaned up the porn. So... <laughs> Uh, spammed with a bunch of porn uh, it is not there I don't know if that will be an incentive or a disincentive to join or to check us out but uh, head over there as well and uh, Tim Dad Folly T on Instagram I want to thank uh, Heather for joining us for a couple episodes again so if you want to send uh, out your socials Heather take a take a swing uh, I'm little he- Hezaruru at uh, Instagram but uh, you're just going to see a lot of pictures of me and a kid and a dog and my husband so <laughs> It's it's anti anticlimactic. It's lovely. You're having a very nice time. I, I enjoy. I am. It. Yeah. It's all good. It's in this fucking. Land it is. I, I wonder. It's one of the most wholesome accounts. So, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not gonna lie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a happy person. I'm a happy camper. But thank you guys for inviting me. I'm always happy to pop on. Well, thanks so much for being here, Heather, and thank you all of our listeners for sticking with us here. And uh, having a nice time with us tonight. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Later. Bye. Top shelf clappers. <laughs> well, I just said I'd go get my up. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Caroline. I would never get girls out of my house. Maybe I would. I would walk around and got makeup. Don't you get to call my dreams? Everyone thinks I'm so good. I would make me have to go. Yeah, oh.